Welcome to the Church Fails Podcast, where we bring our failures out into the open so we can laugh together and learn something along the way. In this episode, we're going to talk about our challenges to balance life, work, ministry, and, and all the things that are on our plate. But for those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade, and I'm the creator of Collaborate Worship and the lead pastor at No Limits Church. My name's Dylan. I'm the creative director at Collaborate Worship and the worship leader at No Limits Church. So in recent episodes, we shared a little bit about how the virus and quarantine affected us mentally, and we touched a little bit on our the change it made to our work life and our church life and our home life, but wouldn't you believe it? We, we've had some more challenges since then getting things back on track. So Dylan, go ahead and talk about you know business and lack of focus and those things that, that you've dealt with over the past few weeks. <laughs> this one's still a really fresh topic of... Um, humility, I guess you could say. And uh, <laughs> it still hurts my pride a little bit to, to talk about it, but I guess maybe this will be good for me. <laughs> you don't want to just skip? <laughs> yeah, can we? <laughs> so I'll start off by telling about the beginning of this week. So I got, got a message from Cade of him just being like really truthful with me. Um, sent me a message on Slack, which is how we do all of our business communication. Because if you don't know, we we do work together outside of church, like with Collaborate Worship and some uh, clients we do marketing for, so on and so forth. And he basically just sent me a message saying, it's like, hey, it seems that your focus seems to be a little divided here lately. Uh, things are kind of falling behind. I'm having to remind you of stuff. And he was totally right. And I was... I was totally aware of it that I was struggling in that area. Lots of cuss words in there too, but don't worry, I use the stars and, and at symbol and stuff. <laughs> but I still knew what they were. <laughs> JK. I don't know that I've ever heard you say one cuss word in my life. Anyway, that message, I was sitting in Panera when I got it. And it, when you're not expecting a message like that, it kind of like uh, hits you across the face. It's a, it's a humbling kind of message, you know? And, and, uh, it was kind of hard because I already was feeling kind of defeated at that point because it was a really busy day in the week for me. There's just like a lot that seems that needs to be done. It was a Tuesday. And so I was already stressed out about all I had to do that day. And I'm not saying that any of this is Kate's fault because like he had to tell me that at some point. Um, but basically like I have another client where I do real estate videos for them. And up to this point, it's been like very part-time, like they don't send me a, t a ton of videos to do throughout the month. But here lately, it's been almost like another full-time job because they've just been so in demand and I'm like their only editor. And so I've just been stressed out with the amount of videos I have to do for them. And then like I work pretty much a set amount of hours with Kate and then the stuff that we do at the church. And so it was a lot and I wasn't performing in excellence and any of them like those are basically my three responsibilities as church and the work I do with Kate and then the real estate work that I do and none of them was I operating in excellence because it was just too much and I didn't want to admit it and uh, when Kate sent that message it was what I needed to hear to I guess humble myself and say like yeah I'm, I am having a problem and there's too much going on and I need to talk to my real estate guys and tell them like, Hey, you can't be sending me this much work because I have other responsibilities that are really important to me. And, uh, like the commitment was part-time for the work I do for you guys. And I knew that they were going to be understanding of that. It was just kind of hard to like initiate that conversation, I guess. Yeah. And I already have at this point and it, it went super well. They're very understanding and they're going to 
they're already working on finding another editor so that they can cut back the amount of work they're sending to me. And so right now it's just a matter of getting back on track with how my time is spent throughout the week and where my responsibilities are divided and just balancing that out and making sure that my responsibilities are in the right place, I guess, my priorities. Man, it's been a stressful couple of months. And it's crazy that all this happened like in Corona. Yeah, like some pe- Some people have been out of work, but I've been like, I've had work doubled. Yeah. And it's been really nice because I've made extra money, but it's just been like stressful as heck. <laughs> and I think that's part of the reason I didn't want to like say no to the amount of videos that they were sending me because it was a lot of extra cheddar, you know, but it's not worth it if it stresses you out to the max. And if you're not operating in excellence, you know. Well, on top of that, you have something else going on in your life like on a personal level you got a lady friend oh yeah <laughs> did you forget <laughs> no i just didn't know where you're going <laughs> which, yeah. which changes things because mm-hmm. as a single guy working like it's okay to put in these crazy hours but you know you get somebody else in your life and there's other things other than work mm-hmm. which is an important thing for all of us to realize it's just easier to kind of brush over that fact you know whenever you don't have a lady friend in your life yeah or wife or whatever so i'm kind of glad you have that because it'll it'll even more force your priorities to align yeah it already has because <laughs> <laughs> like i i've not done much dating in my life at all and i really like didn't have much of a life outside of work and church and i was like totally fine with that like that's my personality and so if i had to do extra work in the evening like i didn't care because i didn't have a family to attend to or a wife or anything like that but now that I have like somebody that I care about that I want to give my time to as well, like it's another thing that I'm learning to balance. So yeah, you're right. Yep. So that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, all at once too. But Dylan's not been the only one struggling. I've been struggling too. And uh, just in a little bit different way. I, I'm kind of on this place with everything that's going on in our country, you know, being in a leadership position like I am as a pastor, like, I feel like I can't just stay quiet about things. Like I have to communicate, but I want to communicate effectively, but I want to help the people who look to me for leadership kind of navigate these troubled waters with, with the racial issues and the virus and, and everything else that's going on in our country right now. Um, and so I've been very careful on things that I post on Facebook and stuff like that. But at the same time, I wanted to be bold on the things that I felt the Holy Spirit was stirring up on the inside of me to share with people to help them realize that like, hey, you know, everything you believe on the news is probably not true. You know, it actually probably do you some good to turn off the news and get into the word of God because then you're going to see truth. You know, those are the kinds of things that I've been sharing with people, not like, you know, telling them to wear a mask or not wear a mask or anything like that. I'm not going to get into that, but just helping them to find the truth. Like that's, that's the whole goal here. Like where's the truth lie. And so I'd post things on Facebook and then somebody would comment who had an opposing view and like, it would just draw me in to where like, I couldn't leave that post until this conversation was resolved. And it became a distraction for me to where it's almost like, you know, you get something done with work and then you feel like you have to go check your Facebook to see if that person commented again. And that's, that sucks up a lot of your time and it gets you really distracted. And so that's where I was. And, and I had a correction and I believe that the Holy spirit led me to post some of those things on Facebook. But what my strategy should have been is let people comment as they wish. And 
not get in the midst, like not even read the comments, honestly, is what I should have done. Like get that out there, get the truth out there. Cause the thing is what I've realized is when you're, when you're sharing truth and truth right now, according to God's word is not very popular with a lot of people. And that's really sad, but you put it out there and there's always going to be somebody that comes and opposes you. But the goal in posting that stuff on Facebook or sharing it with your friends or sharing it on Sunday morning or whatever is not to change the person's opinion who is who's on the other side, who opposes your viewpoint, who doesn't agree with the word of God. Like, that's not the goal. You're not trying to change their opinion. You're trying to encourage people who are kind of on the fence and kind of wondering like, well, is the word truth or is it not? Like, that's the reason we have to speak out as Christians is just to let them know that, yes, you're, you're thinking right. I know that everybody else is telling you that you're thinking wrong, but just to encourage them in that. That's the whole purpose. So I, I had a week of freedom this last week, and I don't even think I posted anything. Like, I was quiet because I'm just waiting. If the Holy Spirit stirs inside of me to post something, I will. But I didn't even browse my, my Facebook feed. Like, I checked notifications for the church Facebook page and my client's Facebook page. I have to get on there for work. But I didn't scroll the feed, and I didn't get caught up in any conversations or whatever, and it was really freeing. I got a whole lot more work done. I was a lot more productive. That's awesome. You might be thinking, okay, this is church fails podcast. So why are you talking about like your work life? And obviously it's a part of <laughs> your church life and your work life go hand in hand. Cause they're, they're both your life. Yep. But the reason I wanted to talk about my work life specifically is because it was taking so much of my time and making me so stressed out that I felt really defeated as a worship leader and as, um, the a social media poster on the church account and so on and so forth. Cause I just wasn't able to put in the excellence that I knew it needed mm-hmm. from week to week. And so I felt really defeated there and that's really easy for work to do, to pull your attention away from the church and your responsibilities there. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was a pretty defeating feeling. Yep. So really what it came, came down to for both of us, it sounds like as we just both had to revisit our priorities realign our priorities like uh responding to facebook comments on my own posts like that's not a priority in my life arguing with somebody who doesn't agree with me that's definitely not a priority because when's the last time you argued with somebody and changed their mind yeah you never have so what's the point of all that so if i had to like simplify like priorities and when i sit down to think about it like your first priority in life is your relationship with god if that's getting put on the back burner because other things going on in your life, then your life is always going to fall apart at some point. You may be able to go on for a little while, but if you're not spending time with God, then yeah, it's not going to go well. And then I'd say like the next thing after that is actually personal growth. Like you take some time to to read books, get better at communication or, or whatever the case may be. And then after that is your relationships with your family or, and, um, a lot of people think that that comes after work or after church or whatever, but I, it comes before those things, I believe. And then after that, it's kind of everything else. And you have to figure out like, where does work and church lie in this line of priorities? So that's what's been helpful for me. It's really easy to diagnose if you're putting work before your family, or if you think the church should come before work, then, you know, it's easy to diagnose that too. Yeah. I think I learned that like you should stick to commitments that you originally made. Like I committed to my real estate guys to do part-time work and like it was only going to take up a certain amount of my week. And they understood that, but they also like really appreciated the work that I did and wanted me to make some extra money, which I appreciated as well. But I just didn't 
have the open communication to say like, Hey, this is breaching what we originally said I was going to do for you. And it's just too much for me now. And so that communication just wasn't happening until you pushed me to do it. So yeah, you've got to have that, that open communication with when it comes to commitments. And if your commitments are getting out of line, you got to be willing to talk to the person responsible for it, I guess. Yeah. And even if your original commitment, like maybe doesn't align with where you, you believe God wants you to go right now, then you still have to go have that conversation. Yeah. Like putting it off, is not going to help the situation. Mm -hmm. You just got to talk about it for sure. The next thing that the next tip that I can give you um, that's really helped me is to realize that I'm in control of my time. Like others will try to control it if I let them. But in the end, like I control my time. I choose to say no. I choose to say yes. And a lot of times we can put it off on our employee. Well, they make me work overtime or they make me work on Sundays or or whatever. But they're only making you do that because you haven't stood up for your own time. Mm -hmm. You know, every yes is a no to something else. Yep. And it. It's every yes in a book I'm reading right now, they actually say every yes is a thousand no's because you're turning down all kinds of things to say yes to this one thing. True. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeses are an important thought. (laughs) You got to think through those yeses. Be stingy with them. Yeah. You know, that makes me think back to, I worked at Quick Trip, which if you're not from Oklahoma, it's a a convenience store, one of the biggest ones here. And um, I had a lot of favor in the schedule that I got to work and I was only part-time. I started in high school and then worked there through Bible college, which I went to right after high school. And I was just really upfront at first and saying that like, I'm not going to work on Sundays and that's like final. And they were cool with that because I just, I made that communication upfront. And I think they would have been cool with it if like, maybe if I, if I hadn't said that in the beginning and maybe later on, I, had wanted to reprioritize i think they would have been cool with it just because quick trip's a cool place to work at but that's going to be a hard conversation to have if you're if you're in that position Mm -hmm. but it's going to be well worth it and i think that you'll have favor in asking for that yeah if not then you'll find a better job (laughs) yeah (laughs) go find one that's not going to make you work during church and i realized too that like sometimes the person you're going to be fighting with about your time is yourself yeah like you choose to spend a lot of time on Netflix or like whatever, like you choose that. Nobody else is choosing that for you. So that's a hard one to swallow. Ooh, that one hurts. <laughs> Next thing is be present to the moment. That's going to help you realign your priorities. Like when you're at work, give yourself a hundred percent to what you're doing at work. When you're leading worship, give yourself a hundred percent to leading worship. When you're at home, Give yourself 100% to your family. Don't be over there on your phone checking emails and stuff like that. Put your phone down. Be 100% present. And this, yeah, this means you got to just ignore everything else that's going on. So for me, I actually have my phone on Do Not Disturb if I'm working on a project that requires a lot of my focus. I'll put my phone on Do Not Disturb, turn it over because I don't want to get distracted by somebody else wanting my time because I've already decided what I'm going to do with that hour and a half or two hours or however long that it is. Mm -hmm. So being present to the moment is really going to help you accomplish what you want to do. You're going to be a lot more efficient, a lot more effective in the things that you set out for. And then the last one, this actually comes from, I'm leading a small group right now um, about living an unhurried life. And it's based on a book that I'm reading um, called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I totally recommend the book. It's totally awesome. Um, But that's something you got to keep in mind too, whenever you run into these roadblocks and realize that you're too busy, you're like, uh, if I want to live like Jesus, 
I'm pretty sure that he was never in a hurry. At least if I read through the Gospels, I can't really think of one time that he was in a hurry. You think of like the story of Lazarus. Somebody's like, my friend Lazarus is dying. He's like, yeah, I'll be there in three days. You know, he just wasn't in a hurry. Or like, you know, he would be in the middle, in a big group of people ministering the word, and then he'd go off by himself for a few days and pray. He just wasn't in a hurry. And this this book really makes you realize that hurry is just a ploy of the enemy to get us distracted from what God wants us to do. So in these moments, we got to like take a moment to say, I need to unhurry my life. Like, what do I have to do? What are some practical steps I need to take to get the hurry out of my life? Because I'm obviously got too, I obviously got too much stuff going on. And sometimes you got to give up money. You got to give up whatever, like to unhurry your life, but you're going to find out that it's worth it. No doubt. Yep. Anything else you want to add? I don't think so. All right. Well, y'all, thanks for being here with us. If there's anything we'd ask you to do after this podcast, it's to subscribe if you haven't already. Um, If you leave a rating and review, that would be really helpful for us too. If you have a friend in ministry or worship leader friend that you think would really enjoy this podcast, it'd be great if you could share this podcast with them so they can discover it as well. And, And we just thank you for being with us and we'll see you next time.